0: Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. We're going to have fun with this one, folks. I've got Dom Brightman on the line. Dom, how are you?
1: Doing great, Mike. Man, appreciate you all that you do, man. Let's break this fast, baby.
0: Let's go, let's go. So, tell us a little bit about you and some of the work you do. I know you're you're certified through John Maxwell's team and all that, but uh, let's dive in. You know, so share a little bit of your backstory and we'll dive in.
1: Sure thing. So backstory behind the book cover, as some say, uh, raised a church boy for the most part, because (laughs) two weeks after I was born, I was christened all that good stuff in the church. Father was a spiritual man went to church. He wasn't a preacher. I'll get that out the way first. But my grandfather was a preacher and a pastor, and that rubbed off on him, and he made sure some of it rubbed off on me and my mother herself. She is a wonderful lady who I'm still glad is still alive today. She always inspired me to be a great communicator and great speaker because in her neighbor growing up, uh, they used to call her door, even though she didn't do too much exploring since this was in (laughs) the 50s and the 40s. When exploring, uh, you might have a little encounter with the rope or something else. So really just those two wonderful parents raised me and brought me up to have principles of just basically treating my fellow human being with kindness, and just take it to another level, going down the line to eventually penning some of my work and putting it into book form so that way I can create my own piece of immortality. And that's part of what I do today is I help others create their own piece of immortality, whether it's through books and, heck, even now starting to do a little voice recording for audiobooks a bit, as well as if they're just trying to get their feet being interviewed with other people through being on podcasts and things like that
0: that's awesome and you yes know, someone has written books too it, it's one of those things where it's it's always great to hold it and you go wow you know this came from here and here to there and it's it, it's it's a beautiful creation so you know tell us you know tell us about the book you know that I know the you know, when I saw it going north, I think of you know true north because I split my time between San Diego and in Toronto, Canada. So up here in Toronto, everything's true north except the I'm 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 having difficulty around the Tampa Raptors. You know that's gonna because the Toronto Raptors are gonna be playing in Tampa for the first part of the. Upcoming basketball season. It's like the Tampa Raptors doesn't quite sound right. Don't steal our team, Tampa. I mean, you've got Tom Brady. That's that's enough. You know, don't <laughs> and, 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 you, and you won the Stanley Cup. Quit stealing all the champions. Come on. You know. No, I love Tampa. You know, my f- folks used to live in Florida, so Tampa's a fun place to live. So yeah, so let's dive into the book. So, you know,
1: what motivated you to write it and and what's some of the stuff that's in the book? Uh, Yeah, that's right. Good stuff's in the books. And the reason being is because, well, with the foundational principles, I was actually dared to write books from a buddy of mine because at the time I was probably good, 23 at the time, and I was reading a bunch of stuff on personal development, John Maxwell, of course, being the major one, and a few other major authors and just really putting that influence into myself. and. My books are basically stuff that I truly believe for myself and stuff that I've actually done in my life because a lot of folks out there, they want someone genuine. They want authentic. It's a buzzword nowadays for a reason because the whole fake it till you make it thing ain't working as well now as it did back then because now you have to live it until you advance. And that's one of the subtitles of my book, Going North, Tips and Techniques to Advance Yourself. Like uh, the tools in that book, if you're looking to get promoted at your job to be More focused on developing a rock solid mental attitude, positive mental attitude, then that that's definitely the book to pick up because that's what I've done in my life. And one of the ways I help folks to develop a positive mental attitude is through what I like to call the rave method, the R-A-V-E method. Reading great material, audio immersion. So if you listen, you listening to this podcast right now, you're already doing a great job, Tony the Tiger style. And V for the visual stimulation, if you're watching it, you get the double deuce of good job. And the E, which is encouragement, encouraging yourself and other people, because sometimes we beat ourselves so much. I'm sure you know a lot about the whole classic saying, if we said what we said To others, what we tell ourselves every day, we would fight them and probably kill them all the the darn time because we tend to beat ourselves the most because we are with ourselves the most. And that's one of the main reasons why my focus is self-leadership because from the cradle to the grave, we lead ourselves the longest. And when you're leading yourself the longest, you're going to be learning things, picking up things if you pay attention to that inner voice. And some of those things that you find on the inner side of you will bring to the forefront, to the outside with us through the books itself, the coaching, the teaching, inspiring, the motivational teaching, because folks really need to realize that hey, just because you're going through something, you're not the only one. You're not. You're not platinum in a land of copper. You're platinum with the rest of the precious metals here where everybody's platinum together. And we all have value and we all go through things that refine us to be the gold that we can be. Or in this case, platinum, since it's kind of hard to go back to gold when you're platinum per se. And really just helping you to advance in life. So we have to remember to always encourage ourselves to be the best we can while encouraging others. Cause I'm heck, I'm sure you even talk about this a lot too, Mike. And with your content, avoiding burnout because you can can't pour from an empty cup you you don't want to go to a dead empty well for water because you can't drink dirt just because it came from dirt doesn't mean we need to put dirt in us to try to get hydrated it doesn't work that way
0: yeah dirt's really dry uh it's it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't nourish as much as you think it would be uh but it's true uh, and i love the the self-leadership angle and you know really taking care of ourselves first and i, I we we often delegate that, and we often just defer it and say, well, I need to take care of these other things and these other people first, then I'll take care of ourselves. That's why you see a lot of times with caregivers, for example, when they're caring for a loved one, and that loved one is towards the, the end of their, their life, and they end up passing, and then you find out after all this time that the caregiver has been fighting cancer and they didn't even know they had it or some other thing that they just weren't aware because they were so deeply focused on what they were doing. They ignored all of the signs and then all of a sudden there you are. I mean, I case in point uh, my grandmother passed away, you know, 20 years ago. Um, She had Lewy body dementia, which is absolutely horrible to witness and just a horrible situation to see. But my mom, my two uncles, and my aunt all did a rotation of taking care of my grandmother 24-7 for a period of seven years. They did have some respite help that would come in occasionally, but it was the four of them that did the rotation over this long period of time. Um, my, after my you know, grandmother had passed, my oldest uncle, one of the caregivers, died exactly one month later. Ooh. Of cancer. Really? And then my uncle, the other um, uncle, passed away about a year later. And of course, my brother, my dad, and I were all freaking out about mom and our aunt. And, you know, unfortunately, my aunt did pass away last year, but, you know, she lived uh-huh. a, a tough life. But, you know, but, overcame a lot and was just a a beacon of light. And it was one of those things where someone who was struggling, but went through and, and, and turned it on the other side, which I'm very thankful for. But it's one of those things we have to take care of ourselves first before we can take care of anybody else. And I know it's difficult for a lot of people to do that. But when you do that, then you're the best version of you. And when you're the best version of you, guess what? Everybody's getting the best version of you. And what does that do? that just makes everything better. So don't shortchange yourself. Don't beat yourself up, love yourself and go, wow, I learned something. Okay. What can I do better next time? You know, dust yourself off, pick it up. I mean, we, a lot of people say, well, I can't learn anything new. And I'm too old for that. And, and I always remind people, like, we didn't know how to walk or talk. When we showed up, we made some sounds and, 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 you know, noises and you know moved a little bit but we, we we've progressed most of us you know some of my question, but <laughs> and those are the people that are parked in the couch i'm not being judgmental but just <laughs> it's like you know these things were designed to move a little bit you might want to think about that you know uh but you know arthritis pain formula i don't know if they still make that or not i'm assuming they. i don't know I've, i don't look for it thankfully because i don't have arthritis but um move otherwise you're going to lose lose it so yeah it, you know it's 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 a beautiful thing about leadership because when people hear that phrase they go okay leadership is leading others well leading yourself is crucial and like you said we don't lead anybody but ourselves the longest there's no one else around us that we lead i don't care how long you've been with an organization you lead yourself your entire life period and if you want to do a good job of it then you need to figure out how to lead yourself. So what are some things that you, you you help people with and show them on how to lead their lives better?
1: Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And sorry for your loss, man. That That's definitely rough losing a love, especially a mother, especially after going through caregiving. And that's actually something I had to deal with myself around a good, my goodness, 2020 now. So I'd say it probably kicked up in the high gear around 2015 with my father. He had dementia himself. And one of the things that when it comes to self-leadership is that sometimes we're going to be leading on empty. And one of the things I recommend people is to make sure you also keep your body healthy too, because, and that involves making sure you get enough sleep if you can, if you have insomnia, like talk to your medical physician about it, try to get more sleep and that even making sure that. When you go to bed, make sure it's as dark as possible in your bedroom. Make sure the bedroom's the actual bedroom where there's no television, no video games, your smartphone, making sure that stays off until it becomes your alarm clock, if it's your alarm clock. Because one of the things that mistakes I made in the past that I remedy now is making sure that I have limited screens, if not no screens in my room, at least a good hour or so before I go to bed, because those lights, like they still affect us when we Are asleep and you've got this big bright light looking at you, and then you're going to be waking up all groggy in the morning. As opposed to when you're in a dark room where you get to sleep deeper and you wake up more energized, it's going to be a huge difference. You're going to be less short with people, you're going to be more forgiving of yourself, and you're going to be more pleasing to be around. And as a leader, you have to be at least pleasing to be around a bit. If you're one of those types who doesn't like to lead from fear, because I'm sure we've all had that experience at least once where we had the boss try to wait <laughs> from a put a put the fear of God into him and it does, does it get stuff done for a bit, but after a while, it's like, all right, Some, sometimes people try to make a run for, but definitely like taking care of the physical body, taking care of the inner body. Of course, the soul, the mind, the spirit, like if you have a spiritual background, then that's even better in acknowledging that we're, we're just really all spiritual beings having an earthly experience. Like I myself, I personally subscribe to the Christian faith and I try to keep my faith in everything I do, like, hey, even though, heck, even Maxwell himself, he mentions that the leadership principles that he teaches, they're all from the Bible because he was preaching from the Bible for years and still does it from a church perspective. Like, that book is so old and it still sells a lot every year because even though some may see the stories as fiction, you can still learn from those experiences. And that's another piece of leadership too, is really absorbing information and taking the meat from the material and adding it and applying it to your life when it matters. So taking care of the body, taking care of the spirit and being informed about yourself and things around you and knowing that you can learn from just about anything and everything. Heck, I remember one time (laughs) the speaker told a story about how when he uh, went to prison and when he was growing up, he was homeless and he was in prison for a short bit. And this one guy told him like, hey, like, make sure you stay healthy and you avoid the swan and you will never be rich working for somebody else. And then he ate a pork sandwich a few hours after that. And he was like, and then he asked, like, Wait, did you tell me like avoid pork? Hey, just because I told you avoid something doesn't mean I, I subscribe to of myself. And just that funny story pointed out the point like, hey, even hypocrites have wisdom you can obtain. <laughs> so, those are just a few things. <laughs>
0: Well, you know, I definitely have a weakness to pork sandwiches, so I would be you know, one of those problems too. But yeah, it's like, no, you know, my cardiologist says, yeah, easy on those. So I'm like, got it, doc. I understand. I understand. I just won't, I'll just try not to eat too many of them when I get close to a, a checkup appointment. i was like, okay, let's hold off. Okay, we're done with the appointment. All right, let's go. It's like, hey, my- Time for some barbecue. Let's go. And it it's a beautiful thing, you know. It's like, well, it helps. You know, my hair, you know, with my heritage and stuff, my you know, I've got ancestors that were from Arkansas and Missouri and all that stuff. So I grew up with, you know, stuff like that being cooked and you know, the smells. And it's like especially if somebody around, if I'm walking somewhere or I'm in a neighborhood and I smell like wait a minute, somebody's cooking something there. Gone are the days where you could just knock on your neighbor's door and say, what are you eating? I, I kind of <laughs> miss those days. I would really be cool to go back to those kind of days, and maybe we will With after all these uh, quarantines and lockdowns, all this stuff are behind us. Maybe, just maybe, we'll, we'll return to some of those neighborly ways that we used to do uh, years and years ago. So so what are some common, I guess, I don't want to say challenges, but maybe when you're working with somebody that's, you know, having a difficult time, you know, adapting the self-leadership, you know, they got some blinders or resistance to it. What are some things that they tend to kind of, you know, say, you know, well, I can't do this because of this or this, you know, what are some of the roadblocks that they throw up?
1: Yeah. A lot of the roadblocks usually has to deal with the lack of self-confidence and kind of like with bathing is something you have to do every day, every day, kind of like with the E of the rave method of encouraging yourself first is really just a lack of confidence, especially myself and other folks who are just starting out in their careers. They're like, "Oh, all right, I got this new management position. Like, uh, the, the fire's really on me to really perform." And it's like, "Hey, a, a Like, depending on the result, like heck, even with my day job as a librarian, just seeing other folks in action and taking. My break with the aspirations of being a manager because I don't want to be in charge of an adult daycare, just realizing that I'm taking more of the coaching aspect from it and being like, hey, you're going to get those early wins in the beginning. Folks are going to be shoving the materials right. They're going to be doing that in the beginning. And there may be some times where you have to have those difficult conversations and you just have to be appropriate with people. But you got to acknowledge that, hey, you were chosen out of the other competitors to be here at this place at this time in this moment right now. And this is your chance to really not only prove yourself to others, but more importantly, prove yourself to yourself and realize that you too have an ability, you matter and You matter to other people because you wouldn't be here if you didn't matter and just transferring that to the other folks that are working here that you supervise and helping them to be the best they can be and equipping them to be the best they can be, too. So really, that's one of the major things that comes up is just that lack of. Confidence, and some folks may get a little too self-aware at first, and they think they and they go to the negative side. It's like ah, oh, like ah, oh, will, will I give them the right instructions? Will will they hear the message correctly? Like some like it, and it's also just having to realize that hey, failures okay, even in an environment that may not nurture that mindset and that aspect. But we're all gonna screw up. It just depends on how you respond to it, and just learning. From that experience because sometimes you may think one way may work with one person but that may not work with another person especially if they're brand new with all these new ideas and possibly misconceptions where you have to basically reel them in a bit and then give them that experience to help them to realize that, hey, you know what? I had some, I thought one way, but now I know why the boss told me this way. It's like just really just giving them that confidence to realize that, hey, you got to transfer that inspiration to other people and that it's okay to realize that sometimes we're going to mess you up. We're, we're all human, nobody's perfect. Like just realizing that you too can turn your loss into a lesson because no one's undefeated. Yeah. I know Dr. Maxwell wrote, you know, sometimes you win, sometimes
0: you learn, and it's crucial, and we've heard the phrase, fail forward as well. It's like, look, these are – if we didn't fail – then there wouldn't be really any learning opportunities because it would just be like, okay, that worked. And then we wouldn't take any time to look back on it and like, okay, what worked about that or what we could we do better so we can get the growth? And in all the organizations I've worked for over my career, there was only one organization that the at the end of every project, we did project work for Fortune 500 organizations, but at the end of every project, the team got together that worked on the project and usually a couple people from other projects and we'd have a debriefing meeting of what went well, what didn't, what did we learn, what could we apply to other projects or lessons learned and things like that. And that was early in my career. And I thought, well, this this is a great example that was the last organization that ever did it except for the organizations that I ended up running. Cause I added that. I'm like, I want people to learn and not just, you know, drive passes. Okay. It's finished. What's next. It's like, oh, let's take a time. Let's look back. Let's celebrate our victories. Okay. What didn't go well? You know, the, of course the first time I did that, everybody's looking at me like I had three heads. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I'm like, we're, we're going to review what, the work, but it's done. Yeah but I want to look and see what went well. Okay, what didn't work? Could could we do something to make it work better for you next time? And once they clued in onto that, they went, wait a minute. And then, you know, much like what Alan Mulally did with Ford Motor Company when he took it over and they were bleeding left, right, and center. And, you know, the reports that he was getting from upper management was saying everything's good, everything's great. And he's like, um something's not adding up here. So finally, there was one person, I forget what department they were in, brought a report, which was, you know, a sea of red. And he stood up and he applauded. And he said, this is awesome. This is what I was looking for. Then of course, the next week, everybody brought in the red reports. And then he went, okay, now we know where we stand on things. And from there, they were able to repair and 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 navigate some things and, and turn the corner uh for ford but having grown up in detroit um the auto sector you know can, does this they get things like this they go and then they go you know <laughs> they go back up again they do okay then package i've seen it my entire life so it's like uh, it will be interesting to see with the ev cars and all that stuff if that continues or something's different hard to say but uh, as we get close to wrapping up you know, what are some key bits of advice you can give people that you know are really needing to work on their on their self leadership and of course you know obviously self-confidence is a huge one but you know what are some other areas you think that you know people could focus on to start getting them more into making that self-leadership much like you said bathing you know we got to do it every day it's like we got to lead ourselves every day what are some techniques that you know prove to be successful time and time again for people that are really aware for uh, self-leadership
1: Ah, uh, yes. Always give yourself at least five minutes minimum of time to yourself a day. Use your snooze button as your sensational moment of silence button, where when you first wake up in the morning, if you don't need an alarm, that's freaking awesome. So put a timer or a stopwatch app on your phone and just sit in the chair and be still for five minutes. Whatever thoughts come to you, let them come to you. Bring a notebook if you want, write them down as they come along. Another thing is speaking of writing, I actually talked with Sam Liebowitz recently who released a book called Everyday Awakening. And I borrowed this technique from him for the past few days, since it was a few days ago, is to create a victory journal. Create a victory journal. Every day, at the end of the day, write down your victories for the day. Like today, I had a great interview with Michael. Put that in the book. I had a great discovery call with someone else. That's a victory. I woke up today. That's a victory. I was able to be grateful for three things today, that's another victory. I didn't catch COVID today, victory. Like just write all these victories down in a notebook and do that for three months and see how far it can go. I'm probably about a good seven days in so far with that activity and I feel great. And just really writing things down like that, you'll create a journal of proof of your wins and you get to go back. Heck, even getting testimonials from people. Like there's times when people put great Facebook comments on my personal page that Come out at random, and some people that I went to class with in high school come back out of nowhere because I comment on a social media post, and they'll be like, "Man, Dom, and me to talk to you, man. You are an inspiration. I love what you do. Like taking screenshots of those, putting it in the journal, and adding that to the victory journal of just creating a a journal of proof of success." That I've done because at the end of the day, like we're all human and like myself included, like I'm I may be confident now, but there may be days where I need to remind myself that I'm alive for a reason. So giving yourself that silence, creating a victory journal, celebrating your victories. Also, I'd have to say another thing would be to just randomly just say hi to folks that you may not have talked to in a while and just see how they're doing, see how I can help them out. And just heck, you you can even do it like once in a quarter. Sometimes I put in my headlines, like, oh, fall check in, see how someone's doing, and you get to learn more about them, and then it's like, hey, get to offer some prayer for them and things like that. So those are just a few things that folks can add on to what they're already maybe doing to really help them advance even further and really take their self-leadership to the next level.
0: Those are awesome tips, and one thing that you know I do every day in, in the journaling. I'm a big fan of, and it's good to document your your wins and and I document you know what, what I eat, and my challenges, so that way I know how I'm feeling. If something's out of miss, then I know okay. You know, eliminate that or maybe cut on cut back on the barbecued pork a little bit, and, you know, if, if it impacts me. But it doesn't. It doesn't impact me at all. It's fine. No, I say that. But it, I guess it depends. <laughs> it depends on the barbecue sauce, I guess. But one of the things that, and it was John Gordon, I'm almost positive that he mentioned this in one of his books, was, you know, every day, or it might have been one of his talks. And I do this. Every morning when I get out of bed, I stand up, or before I stand up, when my feet hit the floor I say thank you because mm-hmm. I woke up. I was able to stand up, and I'm um, I'm alive. I'm physically here, breathing, seeing, tasting—all the senses are working. And it's like it, it's like that's the first thing out of my mouth. Thank you. And then it's like okay, that ju- that lays the foundation. And yes, there are days that are up and down, and it, it just happens. That's how things are. But. By starting the day off with you know gratitude of being thankful, uh, even you know the day could be challenging. I may have a really busy day ahead of me, or something that I'm not necessarily looking forward to, which is rare, thankfully. But there's always things you're like, oh, I don't really want to do that, but <laughs> you, you you get through it and you know, like filling out RFPs for clients, you know, for government grants, like, oh, okay, hoops of fire. Yes. Here's the three letters saying that we're great people. Yeah. Here's the three quotes and, you know, here you go. Good luck. And, you know, yeah, that, that's draining to me, but um, but necessary. I get it. Uh, but being, you know, happy and gratitude with life, it, it, it paves just such a Easier road, it makes your day so much better. So I, I love the, I love that you that know, you do that, and it makes such a big difference. And it's it's awesome. So, Dom, I've loved our conversation today. We could probably talk for years. But uh, where can people find out more about you and this incredible work you're doing?
1: Sure thing. Thanks again, Michael. I appreciate you, my man. The Mighty Mike with the Breakfast Leadership Show, baby. Got to break that fast for some leadership goodness. And for those who want to keep in contact with yours truly, Mr. Radiance, radiating chocolate puns and positivity, you can head over to dombrightman.com. That's dombrightman.com for everything that is Dom related. And there's a free gift. If you leave an email called the 21 Lessons Learned from Two Plus Years of Podcasting, if you want to learn what it takes to grow, start, and manage your podcast show show all on dombrightman.com and be sure to subscribe to the going north podcast because michael's gonna appear on that show in the very near future baby got to return the favors i like to say
0: that's awesome i'll definitely have that in the show notes and i can't wait to be on your show dom so thank you again for being you and for all this amazing energy and the impact you're making on this world greatly appreciate it
1: woohoo yeah